Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In his examination of Plato's allegory of the cave in Plato's Doctrine of Truth, Martin Heidegger is going to provide us with a a really interesting interpretation of what has been translated as the form of the good, the idea to Agathu, which is, if you remember, at the apex of the entire allegory, both in the sense of where everything is driving towards, and in terms of the narrative, the idea of the good is like the sun that shines forth on everything else, radiating warmth, bringing it to life. So how does this idea of the good figure in? Heidegger tells us, first of all, that we have to be very careful not to have the wrong interpretation of what idea and what good means here. So it's not a representation of the good. He says, if we follow modern philosophy and think the essence of the idea is perceptio, subjective representation, then in the idea of the good, we find a value present somewhere in itself, of which, in addition, we have an idea. And he says, that's a totally wrong-headed way of understanding it. So what should we do instead? He also cautions us against understanding the good. Don't worry about the idea of the good yet, but just the good, to agathon. He says, the ancient Greeks did not understand it simply as what we moderns tend to call the moral good, as opposed to other things that we might signify as good. They had a broader category. Now, of course, there are distinctions. You know, think about Aristotle distinguishing between the good, you might say the intrinsically good or the beautiful, the honorable, tokalon, the pleasurable, the useful, you know, the just, all these sorts of things. But in any case, Heidegger is saying for the ancient Greeks, it doesn't just mean the moral good, and it definitely doesn't mean value in the modern conception. He says it's not moral good because it conforms to the moral law, this interpretation falls outside of Greek thought. Although Plato's interpretation of the agathon as idea does offer the occasion of thinking about the good morally and ultimately for reckoning it to be a value, says this notion of value that came into fashion in the 19th century in the wake of the modern conception of truth, here's what he says, is the last and at the same time the weakest offspring of agathon. How did the ancient Greeks understand the agathon then, the good? Well, according to Heidegger, there's two parts to this. One is understanding it as what is capable of something. Good as capacity, as the ability to bring something about. So music is a good in part because it brings about whatever it is that music does. Our emotional responses brings about harmony, entertains us, moves us, right? The harper is a good by doing that. The instrument that they play upon, we could go on. But here's something even more important. The good not only is that which is able to do something, able to accomplish something, able to bring something else about, able to modify itself, it's also something that enables another 
to be capable of something. So this is not just the useful good. This is where, you know, certain very important goods enable us. Think about wisdom. What does it wisdom enable us to do? What does wisdom enable others to do? What does justice enable us to do? We could go on and on and on. And so Heidegger says, this is a fundamental conception of the good. He says in Greek thought to agathon means that which is capable of something and enables another to be capable of something. Now, if we turn to Plato's own thought, well, what is good? It's going to be the idea as agathon, the idea as something good, because what does the idea do? He says, every idea, the visible form of something provides a look at what a being is in every case. In Greek thinking, the ideas enable something to appear in its whatness. So that's an important thing. It allows them to appear as something. It allows beings to actually be what they are but it also provides them with a kind of stability. It allows them to be present, not just as a moment, but as something that we can rely upon, something that we can come to take on uh, within relation to ourself as, as something by itself good, right? So he goes on and he says, the ideas are what allow things to be themselves. Ideas both have a capacity to shine forth on their own account. The idea of clothing item or tie, whatever it happens to be, shines forth on its own account. We grasp that through our mind, but it also allows other things to be what they are for us to understand them, for us to relate ourselves to them. We understand, according to Plato, this tie as tie precisely because of the idea or form of tie. Tie. And likewise, for every other physical object that we can think of, likewise, even for things that we might say are rather intangible, like the virtues, we grasp a courageous act as an instance of courage through the idea of courage. So what impact does this have now when we start thinking in a more metaphysical, or we might say yet more metaphysical way about the idea of the good? the form of the good. Heidegger points out that this is understood in this allegory and in Plato's philosophy in general in a number of complementary ways. First of all, it is the idea of ideas. Why is it the idea of ideas? As he says, the ideas are what exist, what are most true for Plato. So there is an idea bringing all of them together. He says, the ideas are what is in everything that is, therefore what makes every idea be capable as an idea. Remember, what it is to be good is not only to be capable of something, but to make other things capable. What gives these ideas their energy? What gives these ideas their permanence? What makes these ideas be ideas? The idea of ideas, the form of forms. So he says, what makes every idea be capable as an idea consists in making possible the appearing in all its visibility of everything present. So the idea of ideas is that which enables as such, that which makes everything else capable, that which is to agathon as such, that which is the good per se. And he says that this is what makes the ideas themselves shine forth. So it lies behind the, all of them, you might say. He also talks about it as being highest in a hierarchy. What kind of hierarchy? He says, the good may be called the highest idea by being the highest in the hierarchy of making possible 
seeing it as a very arduous task of looking straight upward in the allegory, but also in, in the act of contemplation. And then he says, despite the difficulty of properly grasping it, this idea is somehow always consistently in view whenever any beings show themselves. So the people in the bottom of the cave who are just seeing shadows are in some very, very dim way still grasping the idea of the good, the idea of ideas, even though they're as far separated from it as we could imagine, at least in the, in the scope of the allegory. Likewise, those of us who live in this lit world above, even though we don't realize it, we're constantly in relation to this idea of ideas that is allowing the ideas to shine forth in Plato's view. He also talks about it in another way that is complementary to this. It says, its shining radiates warmth and by this glowing enables everything that comes to be to go forth in the visibility of it, what he calls its stable duration. So this is a very important idea. It's not enough just to provide intelligibility, to bring beings into being and keep them in being. That is the function of the sun in the allegory or the idea of the good, the form of the good in its interpretation. So Heidegger goes on and says, once the sun is truly seen, or to drop the metaphor, once the highest idea is caught sight of, then we can draw the conclusion that gathered together from the highest idea itself, that for all people, this idea of the good is the original source, both of all that is right, all that's correct, morally right, and of all that's beautiful. So he says, the highest idea... We have to understand it this way. It is the original source. It is the Ursache in German, right? The originating thing, the originating, we might say, matter of all things, Sachen, all things, and their thingness, their Sachheit. So it's not only allowing the things to be what they are and maintaining them in being, it's granting them their very thingness as well. This is a, a very important principle here then. So he draws a very interesting conclusion here about what the allegory of the cave is supposed to be doing. It's supposed to orient us towards this idea of the good, according to Plato. Now, is it just so that we can lose ourselves in contemplation of the good? Oh, it's so wonderful. I'll never think about anything else again. No, Heidegger talks about the fact, and he's getting this from Plato, that what the allegory of the cave is about is education, but education towards what he calls prudential insight informing practical activity. He says... As regards all form of prudential insight and forming practical activity, it follows from the essence of the highest idea that anyone who is concerned to act with prudential insight must have this in view. Whoever wants to act and has to act in a world determined by the ideas, which are themselves already goods, must grasp the idea of ideas, must grasp the idea that makes them be ideas. So the very essence of paideia, he says, consists in making the human being free and strong for the clarity and constancy of insight into essence. What is that ultimately going to be? Grasping the ideas and grasping, or the forms, and grasping the idea of the good. So that's what the role of the platonic form of the good plays here. And Heidegger notes that, look, in order to really understand this, we have to get away from these modern, somewhat anemic ways of understanding what the good is. And we have to return to a more primal conception of it. That enables us to understand what the form of the good is doing in this story that Plato's telling. 
Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works. <laughs>